Well, it's the friend zone. Where Tim and Guy come to the friend zone and have a good time. Yes, it's the friend zone. With Tim and Guy, cause making friends is the best idea of all time. Uh, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Uh, potentially good night if you're listening to this to help you go to sleep. Uh, my name is Guy Montgomery. I'm joined by the devilish uh, gentleman known as Tim Bat. How are you, Tim? I was wondering how you were going to fit handsome into just devil because you said devilish and then you jumped on to the next word and I was like, oh, I forgot the devilish Lee. I did. I, 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 yeah, I can't even remember what I said to be honest. I was panicking, so I'm glad <laughs> I almost got away with devilish. it. But something that the the good podcast folks won't have heard is immediately before you started, you said, here I come, <laughs> which <laughs> I think is a great way to just kick off a conversation with someone and let them know that uh, th- things are going to happen. Imagine like walking into a boardroom, high power business meeting, you've got some merger that's impending and you're dealing with someone who's really got your balls and advice. Like they're going to buy the company from out under you. <laughs> and you walk in with a briefcase and as you enter the door, you say, here I come and slam the briefcase on the table. It's quite ominous. It feels like it something a shark might say moments before they, in the knowledge that there's no possibility for you to get away, moments before they... Uh, Bite into a tasty leg. I always imagine Here sharks eating from the legs up. Yeah, I think that's how they've been depicted in popular art. That's just, uh, um, that's big tuna brainwashing you though. Have I spoken with you about the movie Deep Blue Sea recently? <laughs> we did. Oh, did, yeah, I think that was us talking about it. Yeah. I think I got the <laughs> wrong actor um, mistaken for who gets eaten. And one of them I think was... What is it? I thought it was. You thought you got the the uh, you got LL They Cool both J. They both happen to be African American, so it really painted me as a racist. But in and the interest of um, transparency, I'm bringing that secret convo to the potty. Yeah, yeah, and just so everyone knows, the two people Tim got confused. Who, to be fair, look virtually identical. Was LL Cool J and Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't be further apart. But I was uh, but- also. I was also, I think I had it confused with the movie H2O, in which I'm quite confident LL Cool J does get killed very early by, a, uh, that, <laughs> admittedly, Mike Myers and not a shark. H2O, I've looked it up. All I can find is a, a an Indian bilingual film. But anyway. Halloween. Uh, Halloween, the, 20 years. You look this up, Halloween H2O. Because oh. if LL Cool J is not in that movie, then I'm really in... Uh, up shit yeah, creek yeah. without a paddle. Well, I <laughs> tell you, he's certainly, bit. he's certainly not involved in uh, H2O. Is uh, an Indian bilingual film directed by debutants L. Lokanath and Rajaram. The film was produced by Dunraj under Dunraj Films. Uh, and a budget of 70 million rupees. Good for them. Uh, what I was going to say, though, is Samuel L. No, Jackson hold the is... the fuck on, man. We're not going to move on before we find out if L. L. Cool... He is. He's in Halloween H2O. I needed to know Oh, yeah. That. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and does he he dies an early and grisly death in that movie? From my, uh, you know, assuredly patchy memory. Yeah. Uh, well, Samuel L. Jackson dies. What I have since discovered, and rightly so, is recognised as quite an iconic death of the 2000s. 
Uh, and in it, he finishes delivering a very Samuel L. Jackson-esque sort of inspirational or rousing speech, depending on circumstance. Uh, and right as he finishes it, sort of geeing everyone up to be like, all right, here we go. We're going to fucking sort this out and not let these sharks get us. What do you think happens to the guy? But a big old juicy mama shark comes right from behind him. And rather than going legs up, just full on straight down the middle, chomps him. Does the shark uh, deliver the line, here I come? <laughs> no, but I certainly, it's easy to imagine, isn't it? It really the is. The sharks, while becoming increasingly and rapidly intelligent throughout the film, uh, do not master the English language. That sucks. Yeah. Uh, so I want a talking shark it's great movie, to be, man. It's great to be here, Tim. Uh, so how great. are you? I'm really good. I just went for a run. Uh and I've got a coffee in front of me, so you know things are looking up. It's a, it's it's a very beautiful day here in Auckland, New Zealand. It's been uh, all over the place because it's yes, it's winter. I've always struggled with the seasons, but it, we're in winter at the moment, and it's been uh, it's been bloody cold and frosty. But today's just. I've always struggled with the seasons, yet they persist. They don't really care for what we think of them, do they, Tim? They just keep on they rolling, just, baby. Every once, four four times a year, they say, here I come and burst through the door. How are you going, Guy? <laughs> yeah, good, thank you. Uh, it's it's a, it's sweltering here in New York City, uh, as it is every day, as it turns out. The summer here is not to be trifled with. Um, What's the temp? And give it to me in C, because I'm not an animal. Uh, well, we've been pushing, fuck, I only remember it in F. God I'm trying to conscious. I'm consciously trying to learn it. I think once I know Fahrenheit, I'll be a fully pasteurized yeah. American citizen. We're talking 84 F, which means uh, that we're that talking feels like 33 ish. Pretty close. 29. Ah, oh, um, that... but it, 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 the the summer rolls on, and frankly, I love it. Good uh, shit. <laughs> it's very good shit. Sorry, I have a, a, a distracting house guest. I see. For, for which I must apologize. Uh, Tell them now, to sod off. This is the friend zone. And while all are welcome, we must respect not, the rules of the game. Yeah, while all are welcome, not house guests. Friends only. Uh, so uh, would you like me to read you this great message? Please. It reads as follows. Dearest Gaimathy Batgomery, Champions of laughter and titans of endurance. We've been reduced to one man here, Tim, which I quite like. I'm into it. Very Dragon Ball Z. You have brought me such joys. I slogged. <laughs> Already the sentence is hilarious. You've brought me such joys. I slogged through the back catalogue. I mean, <laughs> you're talking Not about giving, your head, mate. giving with one hand and taking from the other. Uh, and I'm so, I'm glad I have a chance to hashtag pay the boys. Uh, thank you Aww. so much for the sacrifice. I was introduced to you through Deathblart. And boy, was I surprised to hear a couple good, good Kiwi boys with those good, good Mackle boys. Fuck, that's nice. I've never heard, heard Mackle boys before. <laughs> that's really good. Yeah, wait till word travels to the Mackle boys. They're going to love that. Uh, thank you for showing me that Kiwis can fight the good fight in the podcast scene, inspiring me to try podcasting myself. I don't want to use this space to self-promote because this is a gift, much as it kisses. But if either of you uh, f two fine lassiters feel like talking shit about dinosaurs, feel free to hit me up. 
<laughs> Fuck, man. If this podcast is what it immediately came to my head, I'm in. Because what's immediately in my head is simply a show where you invite people uh, from all walks of life to just talk about how they feel about dinosaurs. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a heck of a pitch. And for what it's worth, in the little sidebar uh, underneath uh, the author of this message, Stefan, uh, it says, works at talking with dinosaurs. And if I click that link, what we appear to have here, Tim, is exactly the mm-hmm. podcast you've described. Does it have a bio at all? Can you? Stefan's done such a lovely job yeah. of not promoting I'll, his I'll read the bio for you. He's got you like dinosaurs. Hook. I like dinosaurs. Listen to me talk about dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Stefan. You're doing it. This is what podcasting is supposed to be about. Everyone thinks you've got to be some highfalutin <laughs> university professor or captain of industry. No. We all love dinosaurs, and I want to hear someone with passion in their heart speak about it. It's time. It is uh, such Damn media gatekeepers have been (laughs) stopping us from having shows about random people talking about dinosaurs for too long. It's a hell of an elevator pitch, isn't it? I mean, you could say that to literally any person in any situation, and they know exactly what you're setting up for. Yeah. (laughs) I will subscribe to that eulogizing at a funeral and open with here i come (laughs) you like dinosaurs i like dinosaurs (laughs) listen to me talk about dinosaurs a podcast described by someone named benjamin embers as irreverently informative eloquently foul-mouthed 10 out of 10 um is it talking with dinosaurs is that what it's called Talking with dinosaurs, yeah. Find them. Okay, so uh, like walking uh, with dinosaurs, I get it. I don't often do this, it, but I am literally subscribing as we are talking. <laughs> the art is very good. There is what looks to be a, ty- a Tyrannosaurus Rex with very cool headphones on, um, angrily, uh, what do they do? Roaring into one of those old school Elvis microphones. I, look, everything <laughs> I've heard so far is good. And it's a it, it, yeah, it is it is good. Assuming you're not There's, a paleontologist, just a amateur dinosaur fan, I'm I'm fully on board. So you'll be pleased to hear Tim, we have an outstanding invitation to appear on this podcast. <laughs> I I I don't think it could be any clearer how in at least I am. I would I would tend <laughs> no, no. to say both of us. I'm I'm right there with you. Uh, anyway, don't anyway just yet. It. There's 18 episodes of this. Seems to oh, follow reading, a format where it's a I was reading the paragraph. Trip. Uh, that's oh, the sorry. beginning of the last paragraph. No, not at all. A very easy misunderstanding. Anyway, I'll let you go back to it. If this somehow ends up on a friend zone, scream my name as you would your arch nemesis's when you discover they have nemesis. killed... Oh, no, not killed. Kidnapped your family. Uh, Stefan Ito? <laughs> that's how I'd say it. Uh, because confused. you know, what, yeah, I mean, while I respect and am fearful of my arch nemesis, I would never imagine them to go so far as to kidnap my family. So that's that's why I sort of read it with an element of surprise. You'd be like the guy who hosts Talking with Dinosaurs killed my <laughs> yeah. family, Stefan. Yeah. Well, I here love- I come. <laughs> I'm gonna kill you. I, I thought I could trust that guy. Yeah. Mm. Thank you so much for your message, Stefan. Uh, and yeah, as as advertised through our laughter at your various materials, uh, it sounds like talking with dinosaurs is well worth a listen. Maybe if if look if Stefan's unattached, I'd love to get him on Little Empire. Actually, 
That's just, I don't even need to hear the thing. That's just too good. <laughs> Let me support your art in whatever way that I can and, and lend my resources to you, Stefan. Hey, guy, let's take a, a quick pause in uh, the fan mail section, which usually comprises 100% of what the friend zone is, because we haven't talked in any length about our... Um, our brand new series, which we just sort of dumped on the, the internet um, and figured out, uh, or just figured some people would, would sort of find it, um, and some people won't have. It's called Overlooked and Undercooked. Did I get the order who's, right? I think so. Who's to say? And uh, it's it's a critical analysis of Rob Schneider's attempt to shake up the television industry uh, vis-a-vis Guy and I and a selection of comedian friends of ours from around the world watching episode by episode Rob Schneider's uh, self-funded, directed, written and starring series, Real Rob, which uh, you can watch on Netflix unless it's banned in your particular country, which I could completely sympathise um, with the authorities with if they've made that decision. And um, look, it's it's a really good time. And in fact, what I'm going to do is put in the stream... Uh, Guy, I haven't told you this yet, so let's talk this out. I want to put one episode on the Worst Idea stream to get people real juiced up for it, but it feels unfair to one person to like do it. So I thought I'd just use like a random number generator or something to pick an ep. It's a great idea. I mean, I haven't I haven't listened back to any of it, but from memory, they were all perfect. So I mean, you can't really put a foot wrong here, Tim. Very good. Uh, I, I would say this. I think the first episode is the weakest, uh, the one that's just Guy and I. But um, persist with it, folks. Get through that first step and you're in for a real treat. Maybe it's just because I'm sick of us, though, you know. Also, we were probably figuring out how the heck to talk about what we'd just seen uh, because that is truly one of the most unique and abhorrent television shows I've come across in my young life. Uh, She's no good. Yeah, please, please check it out. I'm actually just looking at some of the photos. Now, there's some great... Uh, Photos of us with the guests. <laughs> I particularly enjoy the one of us with our dear friend Rose Matafeo. Yeah. Uh, it's a sort she- of a habit I've tried to pick up recently of standing slightly too far in the background of photos. Uh, it is sensationally menacing. And if I had <laughs> sort of cottoned on to what you were doing, I, I probably would have stuck my oar in the in the water and tried to orchestrate it a bit so you got further away as the episodes went on. But I didn't, I didn't realise you were doing it. No, I don't think either of us did at the time. Very uh, funny stuff. But yeah, please, please, by all means, have a, have a listen to that. Uh, and Tim, yeah, just any any number will do. Between two and eight, it sounds like one's a real fucking stinker. Uh, well, do you want to pick one now? Just pick a number. Do you know who's associated with what number? No, no, no. Six. Done. Episode six. I'm going to write that down because I'll forget. Episode six. Um, wonderful. Thank you, guys. And it's, you know, go and watch it, guys. We hope to do a second season of that because there's two seasons of Real Rob, but we're just not sure. It's it's the kind of show that you want to do um, in person. So the next time Guy and I are together. And it fills my heart with dread to say that I don't know when that will be. Uh, sometime it'll it'll be you know there's always it always happens in spite of ourselves hey. we just can't stop running into each other yeah hey you beautiful boys i had the absolute honor and pleasure of seeing the indomitable am i saying that word correctly guy indomitable indomitable, indomitable. yeah that's how i say it indomitable i think it's for like indomitable no indomitable um, you smashed it indomitable uh 
comedic tour de force that is Guy Montgomery, my beloved city of Toronto last week. This was sent on June 20. His set at Comedy Bar was terrifically funny, but his kind words and willingness to hang out afterwards with me and some random Aussie uh, was beyond compare. I was high as a kite and probably laid on the fanboy vibe pretty hard, but he was charming throughout. I'm stoked to see him in JFL in the fall. Tim, you seem okay. (laughs) (laughs) My oldest friend is called Tim also, so there's that. You boys are good boys. Thanks for all the fun times. Say my name. That's from Chris Schreier. And as much as I respect praise personally directed at myself, I enjoy comedy even more, Chris. So hats off to you. And hats off to Mr. Montgomery for giving Chris a great evening. Yeah, I really, I really showed him a good time. We uh, went out and really tore Toronto a new one. Chris, as I remember, uh, that evening had come into quite a substantial amount of black tar heroin. Uh, and he, <laughs> he seemed pretty insistent that he didn't want to be uh, taking that into the next day. So him and I wound up really tying one on. Uh, so huge shout out to you, Chris. I mean, don't underplay your, your part of the evening. Uh, I'd also like to say, you know, traditionally I wouldn't talk to someone who's in uh, a blood-stained linen suit and who's sweating quite as much as Chris was, but (laughs) I'm glad I took that chance. I think the person you ran into is former Toronto Mayor Rob Ford guy, (laughs) by the sounds of things. Uh, I don't think it was Chris at all. So you'd think. uh, Rob Ford, though, is, uh, do you know this? He's, He's the late Rob Ford. He died a little while ago. Oh yeah, I forgot he died. That's he was he was uh, yeah. I mean, it, it, people, oh, he was a pretty w- weird guy. Yeah, but he, I, as far <laughs> as I could tell, he wasn't was he he wasn't causing a lot of harm to others, was he? Mainly just himself, or have I forgotten details uh, of that no, he was, story? Uh, some details. I don't know. I don't remember enough to be able to speak specifically to how bad he was as a mayor. But rest assured, the man was uh, not well liked by some and beloved I'm, by others, as most politicians are. I'm utterly convinced that um, you can do a really good job at your job on class A drugs. Not all the time, <laughs> but I'm just saying it's possible. Some I of the certainly time. wouldn't recommend so I think, it. I think both some of the time, Tim, and I also think some jobs. I don't think... <laughs> I think Mir is a good candidate for for job that you pull off on drugs. You've got to be so up your own asshole to think you'll be a Mir. Like, hey, I'm in, I'm in charge of the whole city. I'm going to do a really great job by you guys. It's like, no, no person could possibly be a good mayor. Do you think... Maybe I've pri- misunderstood what being mayor is. <laughs> do you think prime ministers and presidents respect mayors? Or they're like, cop out? Yeah, they fucking do not at all. And they should. Mayors, I think, uh, in some ways have a way harder job. It feels like they're more accountable. Yeah. It's the same way that real cops look at mall cops. The amount of disdain <laughs> is palpable. Mears, Mears are the mall cops of politics. Mears are the mall cops of cities. Uh, I, got a, I got one here. Dear Tumbly Bumbly and Gimbly Bimbly. Yes. I'm on board. First off, like the whole hardly second any of the following statements said in the past. One, how absolutely wonderful you both are. Two, how much easier it is to get through a tough time by listening to the podcast. Three, you are my shining light. Aww. The last three weeks have been a hell of a time. Working 10 to 12 hour days, doing manual tasks alone in a house. I won't get into details, 
but the kind of conditions I'm talking about is being given an upside down bucket to sit on and tote lids as a table. All I can say... I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Hit pause. Tote lids as a table? I don't quite know that turn of phrase. What does that mean? Uh, I won't get into details, but the kind of conditions I'm talking about is being given an upside down bucket to sit on. That I can wrap my head around. I've got that. Tote lids as a table. I'm going to Google the whole (laughs) sentence. Thank you. And and tote, T-O-T-E? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean... (laughs) I'm is this a sex a, act that we're unfamiliar with? or Do you know, uh, there's a chance that the word as was meant to be uh, at. So maybe the, they were they were yes. sitting at some sort of makeshift desk. And uh, tote lids. <laughs> anyway, you've certainly scrambled our brains, but I'll continue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the lid of a tote? Okay, hold on. What's a tote? As far as I know, it's a bag. How do you turn that into a table? It doesn't have a lid. Fuck, this is a riddle. I love it. Sorry, keep going. Carry, to tote is to a verb. To carry, wield, or convey something heavy or substantial. Here are books well worth toting home. Is an example sentence. So maybe this person's legs are the table. So they are acting as a table on top of buckets? Look, I mean, for how well written the email is, we are really scrambling <laughs> our I can't wait brain. to hear the second half. Yeah. All I can say is if it was not for your laughter, I would have absolutely lost my mind. <laughs> Therefore, I can gen- Well, yeah, of course you would because you didn't know what the <laughs> fuck you were doing. <laughs> I, I think one of us already has. Uh, Therefore, I can genuinely thank you for making me a better human being. On a Uh side note, I did notice that the voice in my head, which had once been an arbitrarily self-reflected version of my own voice, (laughs) uh, arbitrarily, I think, is a very funny way to describe in in a monologue. I mean... It would be incredible. Well, I guess that's what we're about to find out. Uh, has now changed and is being narrated by the two of you. Whether this is a good or bad sign, only time will tell. It certainly uh, suggests quite a substantial amount of time spent consecutively listening to the podcast. <laughs> uh, my origin story with the potty is a complicated, is complicated and messy. I somehow started on the final episode of season three and worked my way backwards until I reached the director's commentary and decided to go to the start of Season 2. Cool. I'm now in Episode 7-ish of Season 3, being that I spoiled the mystery of how well you two hold up by the end has made me realise some hard truths or opinions. Let's oh. not confuse the two. There's a type of magic out there. When something is so bad, it ends up being good. This is where you went wrong with picking We Are Your Friends, but good <laughs> on you for keeping your word. I have not seen it. But I imagine that unlike how absolutely ludicrous the first two movies were, the third fell a little flat because it lacked this magic. When making anything artistic, they say you should know your audience. Apparently, the big brass ball executives that funded this movie forgot a very key element about who they were marketing to. If they were banking on true fans of electronic music, then they did not get the memo about how it started from counterculture of going against what was popular. There is a reason the fans hide in dark basements and abandoned warehouses to enjoy underground music. It was not the cool kids going to these events. It was the weirdos. As a fan of underground music, when I saw the trailer, I made a little sound of disgust and vowed not to watch it. So that leaves the weight of the movie's success on the one-time festigoers, which face paint and glow sticks doth not make a true fan of electronic music. 
As you call them, the gyrating 20-something-year-olds do not go home and study to liquid drum and bass. Zicoli was obviously used as bait for these gyrating 20-somethings, but in that case, they should have gone full-on feel-good movie. Instead, they tried to give it grit by making it a drama, and that does not compute with the, uh, with the emotional range of this particular audience. The last point I'd like to make is that this movie is a product of our society's understanding of what it takes to go straight to the top. With shows like American Idol, it is advertised to people everywhere that there's no need to put in years and years of hard work and dedication to earn your place for fame. It just takes five minutes and one act, and bam, straight to the top. Truly the American dream. Now we can all just sit by the pool while the money comes rushing in. On a side note, the amount of times you reference Rick and Morty tells me you're extra good boys, the best boys. Thank you so much for everything you two are. To honour... The invaluable amount of Frenchman phone times you've sacrificially provided for me and so many others, I'll be sending you a healthy donation. Ooh. It will be under a different name because that's just how I roll. Wow. All the best, Sky. P.S. If you're ever around Washington State, there's a show that plays three nights and ends in my ta- end of town of Bellingham, uh, WA. I don't know what, oh, Washington, Bellingham, Washington, called The Gateway <laughs> Show. Four comedians do two 15-minute sets, one sober, one higher on cannabis than you can call comfortable. It may be small dice for you, but if you do manage to make it, I would be there in a second. I tend to mirror the comedian's requirements so I can be in their shoes. It's a great time. (laughs) Would love to see you perform live. And that is from Sky. So thank you so much, Sky, for that uh, lengthy message and uh disassembly of we are your friends what did you think about that take tim tremendous and accurate um it actually reminded me of i'm not averse to a bit of edm and thinking back to where that sort of started for me the origin story was actually uh well like all music when you've got an older brother it, it came to me looking to my eldest brother dave and i was like what's cool whatever he's listening to probably when i was a, a youngin and he was right into the, uh, you know, this was the mid-90s, the Chemical Brothers and Prodigy and other assorted electronica acts. And we got a, a PlayStation 1 game called Wipeout 2097, which was incredibly formative, I think, to my musical taste. And then I I got super niche and started listening to, um, like, 8-bit music that people were making on hacked Game Boys throughout high school. Yeah, you love All 8-bit this- music. I do. All of this to say, um, you're completely right. That I think that the true fans of uh, electronic music at its core, they, they are not cool people. Uh, I'm living proof. So I think that's a very astute observation. And you're right. They could they could have just made "We Are Your Friends" a bit of fun, a bit of light fun, but they went for depth, and I don't think they quite um, pulled that off. So that's very astute. I was trying. What else did Sky say in the? Oh, I just wanted to say as well. It, you you did right. We're uh, big Rick and Morty fans, but being a Rick and Morty fan is kind of like being in an improv troupe. It's like it's fun to be a part of, but God, you don't want to tell anyone. It's such such an embarrassing thing to uh, admit to out loud. It's I'm uh, not part of a improv comedy troupe, but Guy is, and every time yeah. he voices it, it stings my ears. Even though they do amazing work, uh, your estimation is correct. It is truly one of the most humiliating sentences one can utter. Uh, here in New York City, I have the honour of saying I'm studying improv. That's uh, not an honour at all, though. That's right. So I can actually tell you, I have since discovered that there is a worse sentence to say than I'm in an improv troupe, 
which is that I'm learning, uh, you know, formally learning how to do improv comedy. <laughs> I'm sorry. I am laughing at you, not with you on that one. Um, let's dive into another letter, shall we? And Sky, thank you so much. What a, um, I love the move of, of throwing a healthy donation through under a different name just to fucking, just to bloody tussle our hair a little bit. That's good. Also, it could be the greatest lie ever told. Also <laughs> true, which I respect the hell out of, if true. Um, I've got a message here from Brody. Would you like to hear it? <coughs> Excuse me, guy. Was that the, was that the message? <laughs> it was not. Please read prior to friend zone thing if I'm worthy. Ah, oh, crap. Have you got a message you can read while I read this, and I'll read both at the same time? Because there are instructions uh, in the subject line to um, pre-read this one, which I never do. <laughs> Jesus Christ, you've really got to earn the right to say this stuff out loud. Uh, I do have a message here. It's more of it's more a sort of throwaway observation, but I quite like it. Uh, did you boys know that Rob Schneider played a Palestinian taxi driver and would-be terrorist in 2008's Don't Mess with the Zohan? Surely a sign <laughs> Sandler was messing with him. Um, I actually wouldn't mind watching. You didn't Don't mind today. I, 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 I think I've seen it. Uh, yeah, any of the ones that are sort of just at, willfully so aggressively stupid, I don't feel as disrespected because they're not misrepresenting anything. It's like if you watch this, you know exactly what you're engaging with. Uh, so I, yeah, I mean, I Zohan, Zohan or Zohan, I can't remember. And uh, that's Zohan. my boy. Are both tolerable if only for their honesty and marketing materials and execution it is exactly as fucking terrible as you imagine <laughs> um i'm gonna read uh most of this message because it's it's mainly fine is it sweet how much money do you think don't mess with the zohan made at the box office tim 26 million dollars what do you think the budget was eight the budget Ninety million dollars. <laughs> Whoops. Why? Uh well because it's a movie about what well, it's the first incredible. The first sentence on the Wikipedia page is You Don't Mess with the Zohan is a two thousand eight American political satire comedy film directed by Dennis Dugan and produced by Adam Sandler. To bill that movie as a political satire is truly commendable. Uh, Wait a minute! So this, I think I'm not. I'm thinking of the wrong. I think I'm thinking of the wrong movie. He's an. He Sandler plays a, a like a counter terrorist. Uh, I think I was thinking of Zoolander too. Yeah, no, I haven't. I haven't seen Don't Mess with the Zohan, but I have heard it referred to a lot. How much did it make, guy? Uh, it made 199.9 million dollars. <laughs> How does and he? And why do wouldn't it? it? <laughs> Probably the most uh, commercially successful political satire comedy film in the history of the fucking genre. I don't know. Uh, so anyway, take it away with your message. Oh, boy. Brody writes, Hey, Timbo and Guy Guy. Just wanted to provide a short background regarding my relationship with the potty before showering you with praise. Apologies for the length. Um, just a side note from Timbo. This, this email isn't that long. A few years back, I was invited to a mate's place only to find that his roommate whom i barely knew was uh, playing a drinking game involving grown-ups too <laughs> <laughs> 
I had never considered that as a possibility. A good night was had and I only remember the mention of your podcast in hindsight. It was less than a year ago. I eventually recount, uh, re- recounseled? Reca- re- oh, sorry, reconciled that drunken night with the fact that the game was invented on your podcast and have never looked back. Unfortunately, I was only able to find season two and part of season three in my podcast app. Oh, that's weird. The only part of season three was there. So I jumped into the mythology around Kerry and the girls and loved it. Before moving on to the fuck boys, I yearned for what had caught my attention in the first place, season one and grown-ups too. Um, so that is on uh, Stitcher. Until Stitcher Premium. I, Stitcher Premium. I keep meaning to... Uh, yeah, you got it's behind a paywall is what we're trying to say with Stitcher. We sold it to them because we needed some money and they offered us some. Um that if you if deal, you use the code if you use the code word worst you probably get a free week. <laughs> Fuck, who knows, man? It's been, <laughs> we are bad at business. It's been quite some time since we made the deal. So long, in fact, that from memory, and I need to go back through the uh, the paperwork. But I'm pretty sure that expires next month, and I'm gonna um, chuck the first season back up on the podcast stream, which will confuse the bejesus out of people because they'll be like, "What the fuck? This is like four years old content." They'll but, love it um, though. It'll be like reliving uh, an experience, but they'll be older. I, can I tell it's like, you? It's I the, am... Do you know it's actually the perfect distribution model for the podcast? Is to <laughs> just keep just... uploading it. <laughs> 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 I'm nervous about. Um, uh, I don't know. Things change and people change, and for it's been about four years, eh, since we recorded the first lot. That sounds about right. Uh, are you you're worried about who we? Be. Who we were as young men? Yeah, definitely. World I think spins we were, pretty fast these days. I don't know what was said. The world does <laughs> spin fast. I think we were fine. We're good boys. We're pretty good boys. Uh, um, right oh, on. So the person signed off this email looking for a movie recommendation. Although seeing something outside of a Disney studio would be nice, guy. <laughs> Say my name, Brody Robinson. Uh, well, if it's movies that aren't made by Disney, you crave. Uh, you're listening to the wrong podcast because, of course, Disney do pay us a substantial amount of money to promote uh, them and their subsidiary businesses and products uh, at virtually every turn. And, uh, I mean, I, for example, right now, I'm just clicking through the Disney Store website uh, at shopdisney.com and there's, you know, some great stuff to look forward to. Uh, I mean, they're already selling back to school. That's how forward-thinking the people at Disney are. School holidays here in the States just beginning. Uh, But why wait? You don't want to rush around the stores the week before getting, uh, you know, sending the, sending the kids back off to school. So stock up now. There's great uh, Spider-Man, Star Wars, uh, Mickey Mouse themed stuff. Some for everyone in the family. Uh, that's shopdisney.com. I fucking hate this content that you insist on inserting in. It's bad content. <laughs> why, why, so, do you hate, why do you hate it? Ah. Uh, goes against the core of my inner being my chocolatey inner being which is what uh anti-corporatism why i mean if disney are going to throw all this money at us the least we can do is uh you know promote their products if you have negotiated a side hustle where you're genuinely getting uh paid by disney i my respect for you will be undying (laughs) i respect you quite a lot as a human so far i think you're a pretty good dude but my God, I I would uh, I would worship at your feet if you had figured this out somehow and pulled a Swifty on me, a real 
Mr. Magoo style <laughs> business transaction where you've tricked me by coming across as a man completely disinterested with such matters, but um, in secret negotiating huge deals <laughs> right under my nose. <laughs> yeah, I am uh, the Mr. Magoo of business. Mr. Magoo, I don't remember if it was made by Disney, but pretty fun movie. Not to be confused with Mr. Magorium's Wonder Emporium. And that wasn't? Hey, we recorded a uh, Patreon watch um, recently, which is coming out, I think, in a few days. I've, I've got it, like, set to go. I've started posting them up on a, a scheduled release thing now so that they they can just... If I get hit by a truck, they'll still come out, um, which is what I'm all about. And it was the uh, second place in the most recent poll on the Patreon. So anyone who has uh, been part of the Deciders Club will know what that movie is, but I shan't spoil it for you. Um, so if you jump on the Patreon, anyone giving five bucks or more gets access to those special episodes. And if you give 10 bucks or more, you get to be part of the Deciders Club where you decide what guy and I are going to watch. Um, exciting things afoot. I really hope I've got that timeline right with the season one freeing up legally so we can chuck it back on the stream so you can take a walk down memory lane uh, next month or going to plan. Although I will be in Vietnam at the time. So maybe it'll be... Exciting. When I get back. Yeah, I'm finally going on a honeymoon. Got married uh, some three months ago, so that'll be good. And uh, what else? Go watch, go listen rather to... Oh, fuck, yeah. Go go listen to Undercooked, uh, Overlooked and Undercooked. And um, please, if I may, Guy, promote another podcast product on this. That isn't us. Um, I done made a web series for another podcast that I produced for two very funny mates called The Male Gaze. And I fought tooth and nail to make sure that it was available internationally. So if you search The Male Gaze, spelled G-A-Y-Z, or Z, depending on what country you're in, um, on YouTube, it'll it'll come up. TVNZ have got it on their YouTube channel. And the first two eps are up right now. The third one's coming out this Sunday. And I'm very fucking proud of what we made on a tiny little budget. So if you've got any interest in seeing two hilarious gay comedians talking about queer issues with special guests and games and shit, please check that out. Because I, I worked my little heart out on that thing and, uh, and we've done it. As someone who uh, is not affiliated with or involved uh, with the product at all, I can say as a consumer, it is a rollicking good time. Very, very funny. So congratulations, Tim. And do check it out. And to those of you still listening to us promote our various wares, <laughs> uh, I encourage you please to come along to see Alice Ned and myself perform a split bill of stand-up comedy uh, at Union Hall in New York City on Friday, July the 20th at 7.30. Tickets are available online. The link is in my bio. Where else? The link is... The link will also be in this episode description, so you can just uh, uh, yeah. it's click it just, there. It's five measly bucks. Uh, and five dollars. I, 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 I won't speak for myself, as I will risk being rusty on account of the lack of stage time I'm currently enjoying, but Alice Sneddon is truly, uh, her show is one of the funniest in the whole effing festival this year, so please, if not for me, do it for her, in the great words of... The photo montage Homer Simpson made in memory of his daughter Maggie. Not memory, to inspire himself in the workplace. Has Alice left yet? No, I don't think so. I think I've. I think I found some old uh, worst idea posters we had made. The surplus store requirements, owing to our terrible, um, terrible at merch theme. 
So maybe I'll try and give some to her to to. Do you know what show. I can guarantee Alice Nedden will love doing? <laughs> Putting Helping. a bunch of old worst idea of all time posters in her bag and flying yeah. with it uh, across the world. Anyhow, totally. it's been a real a real joy. Thank you all for your correspondence. Please uh, continue writing to us at the Worst Idea of All Time Facebook page or emailing. Uh, that's, that's it. We got to stop talking it. now. Yeah. Enjoy your days, everyone. Guy, pleasure. Bye. Bye. Well, it's the friend zone. Well, Tim and Guy come to the friend zone and have a good time. Yes, it's the friend 